Hello and welcome to episode 185 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, being recorded in the beautiful Hampton Inn and Suites, Lenore, North Carolina. Tonight, it's once again time for that crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And as I normally try to do, I try to partake and drink local tonight. I am having a Longleaf IPA from AMB, the Appalachian Mountain Brewing, coming in at 7.1 APV. So yes, I am recording something in a hotel, one of my uh, 2022 travel resolutions. It was a heck of a car or windshield day. I left Central Florida probably around 8 o'clock this morning, got into Lenore, 5.30, 5.45 or so. It was out I-4, up I-95. If you've never driven I-95, it is probably the worst stretch of interstate on the planet. I-95, up to 26, up to 26, up to 77, into the bottom of Charlotte, 485 West, out to I-85, I-85 South, to 321 North. It brought me into Lenore. So a very long travel day. I enjoy this part of the country. And actually, this is another part of North Carolina that plays a big part in my family history. My grandmother's brother was Dr. Voigt Cromer and was the Lenore Ryan College's president from 1949 all the way to 1967. There's even a Cromer Center uh, that's on campus. It houses the bookstore as well as the campus food facility. Makes sense since I came from a line of foodies. But again, another part of North Carolina that really holds true to my family. On to the March crazy travel roundup. And this month, there is a lot of ground to cover. Opening up with something timely, think Academy Awards. Diddy's son, P. Diddy's son, Quincy, claims JetBlue pilot physically assaulted him following a disagreement over carry-on luggage. Right off the bat, I had no idea that P. Diddy had a son, much less a son who is a star actor with 4.5 million Instagram followers. Quincy claimed that his bag, which damn near fit in his pocket, was considered carry-on. Now, according to JetBlue's carry-on bag policy posted on the website, all fares include one personal item that fits under the seat in front of you. Could be a purse, could be a day pack, laptop bag, or approved pet carrier. And Quincy's bag was his diabetic testing kit And apparently that coupled with his other carry-on exceeded the JetBlue's carry-on limit. There's a link in the show notes, but what really leaves me all of this with one question. Quincy, your dad is P. Diddy. Why are you flying JetBlue? This next one comes from WIVB4 in Chicatagawaga, New York. Police report drunk JetBlue. Second entry for JetBlue this month already. Police report drunk jet blue pilot drank 10 22 ounce beers night before that's it that's the headline so the first question is the night before what wedding birth of a child divorce what well it appears that 52 year old pilot james clifton was in the cockpit getting ready to fly 133 passengers from buffalo to Fort Lauderdale, thank you, Florida, around 6.15 a.m. when the NFTA officers pulled him from the plane. Get this, the TSA agent suspected something was off about Clinton when he was checking his gun through the security line just minutes before. 
Clifton ended up blowing a .174, more than four times the legal limit for pilots. JetBlue ended up firing Clinton and has lost an investigation, as well as the FAA. While in the interview room, Clifton told someone over the phone that he drank 10 22-ounce beers, also known as Tall Boys. Here in Florida, we call them Double Deuces. Then on top of that, he missed the shuttle to the airport in the morning and had to take an Uber. If Clinton would have simply called in sick, no reason, no explanation, just I'm sick. All of this could have been avoided, and you knew this part was coming. Clifton's arrest delayed the trip by four hours. Ten double deuces, that's 220 ounces of beer. I couldn't drink 220 ounces of anything in an evening. They say bottle the throttle eight hours. After that much beer, it's more like don't cobble to the throttle. And let off a flight in handcuffs after refusing to stop vaping on board, drinking his own alcohol, and then vomiting all over the seats. Out of all that, what catches your attention? Well, the highlights of this come from Live and Let's Fly. A 23-year-old pleaded guilty to criminal charges after refusing to stop vaping and then consuming his own alcohol on board an easy jet flight. And after all that, he vomited all over the seats. This went down on a flight in London, or between London and Inverness, Scotland. Ben Monday, a Royal Air Force employee, Royal Air Force employee, began smoking on board with his e-cigarette and then also began consuming alcohol that he had brought on board. Both smoking and the consumption of personal alcohol are illegal under UK law and airline policy and probably for most of the world as well. Flight attendants implored him to stop, but he refused. Instead, he stretched out across three seats and continued to smoke and drink like he was in his living room. Again, flight attendants advised him to stop, but he responded by taking long puffs off his e-cig and blowing the smoke throughout the cabin. We've talked about this many, many, many times. Nothing really good comes from drinking on a plane. At a minimum, EasyJet should make Ben Murphy, hopefully a former Royal Air Force employee, pay for the deep bio-cleaning that the plane now requires. This next one comes to us from Creepy Mick Creeperton and Boing Boing, Texas Airbnb host arrested for recording 2,100 images of guests naked and having sex. Did your spine just crawl? Well, Texas police have arrested Airbnb host A.J. Ali, age 54, for allegedly videotaping guests naked and having sex in his cabin near San Antonio. According to the police affidavit, Ali told one of the guests to be comfortable. We don't care if you're in your PJs or nude. This aroused the guest's suspicion, and after doing a quick YouTube search about finding hidden cameras, they found a camera disguised as a power adapter. Thankfully, thankfully, YouTube to the rescue. If an Airbnb host ever told me to be comfortable and we don't care if you're in your PJs or nude, I would immediately pull out my phone or laptop, find another place for the night, especially if I was traveling with the CEO. And honestly, not for my sake. After about 10 seconds of screen time, I guarantee you that that camera would go black. I'm more concerned about her privacy. This next story is 12 words. You can make up your own decision about it. United Airlines to let employees with COVID vaccination exemptions return to work. That's it. That's the story. I'm going to follow it up with this one from the points guide. This is a 16 word story. U.S. travel mask mandate to be extended one month with plans to loosen it in April. 
And then finally concluding with another short one from View from the Wing. Watch Delta kick this passenger off flight for his offensive hoodie. View from the Wing went on to post that Delta Airlines kicked off a passenger that was wearing an F. Biden hoodie. He eventually took off the hoodie but was removed prior to departure anyway over a mask compliance issue. This man might have tried a less offensive Let's Go Brandon shirt instead. And that ends this month's political minefield corner and back to the normal craziness. Let's head a bit closer to home and Chateau Relaxo for this next story from Fox Orlando. Hundreds stranded in Orlando Airport after delays and cancellations plagued travelers at Orlando International Airport for three days in the middle of March. And then add to that, the storms rolling in on March 15th did not help. In case you didn't know, Florida is still a spring break destination. And beginning March 14th, the Orlando Airport saw 266 delayed flights mostly caused by weather issues. However, by late week, travelers hoping that things would start getting better after the three previous days of delays. Not so much. Elaine Bodick, visiting from Rhode Island, said, If the flight was going to get canceled, it would have been nice to know it earlier in the day. That way, we could have made earlier arrangements. Yes, Elaine, that is true, but they never tell you that, ever. And of course, another casualty of the delays was the long, extremely long lines at the car rental facilities with some people waiting five hours for a car. Personally, I think you could probably purchase a new car in under five hours. Back in episode 162, I talked about how our 2022 spring break world domination tour was being done by car. This is one of the reasons why O-Town is a hub when it comes to peak travel And after 20 plus years, my focus is avoiding the airport grind unless it's for business and unless I'm traveling solo. Earlier in the episode, I mentioned that I am a foodie. I come from a long line of foodies. My dad and his buddies would make a three-hour trip to a barbecue place in Blacksburg, South Carolina, just for lunch. I'm not ashamed of it at all. An all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet, I'm in. If a group of us orders a 100-wing plate, I'm in. If I'm heading to Fogo de Chao, put your money on me. But get a load of this. The man who ate an actual airplane over a two-year period. That's right. Over the course of Michael Lateo's career, his diet has included 18 bicycles, 17 TVs, two beds, 15 supermarket trolleys, a computer, a coffin, hands and all, a pair of skis, and six chandeliers. But how you ask? Well, thankfully, Michael has abnormally thick intestinal walls and his digestive tract can safely consume just about anything, including metal objects. He could eat as much as two pounds of metal a day without any side effects. I don't know why anybody would want to do this. And get this, his body is also curiously immune to toxic substances such as lead, No need to look for his latest meal. Lolito died of natural causes in 2007 at the ripe old age of 57. The Daily Mail gives us this one. Chinese man has lived in the airport for 14 years, so he can safely get away from his family plus smoke and drink as much as he wants. All of us can relate, right? Living with family can be a bit overbearing at times. Well, for, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, but his first name is Wee. A Chinese man who is in his 60s, the solution has been to move to Beijing's Capital International Airport, where he is understood to have been living for 14 years. So, of course, he can smoke and drink as much as he likes. 
Of course, immediately we have to channel our inner Tom Hanks in the movie Terminal from, what was it, 2004, 2005, where Hanks, as a tourist, is forced to live at JFK. It seems that Mr. Wee has set up his food, belongings, and sleeping bag in a waiting area, but he won't return home because then he'll be forced to quit drinking and smoking, a habit he funds with his monthly government allowance. Back in 2018, he told China Daily, I can't go back home because I have no freedom there. My family told me if I wanted to stay, I had to quit smoking and drinking. And Mr. Wee, that is what a man cave is all about. And all that being said, there are a few airports that I would not mind setting up camp in. Next time there's a pilot shortage, there's someone we can call up from the minor league, and it is none other than John Travolta. And John Travolta's had a lot of staying power from the beginning with Welcome Back, Cotter, the epic 1981 movie Urban Cowboy. I think we were all wearing uh, plaid shirts with pearl buttons on them. But John Travolta just received his 737 pilot's license, which goes very well with his 747 and 707 licenses. Travolta, like I said, has staying power. He's been smart with, smart with his money, so much so that he has amassed a fleet of planes, including a 707 that he bought 22 years ago for $77 million, tricking out the inside for another $20 million. I believe he has a house over on the east coast of Florida with its own landing strip and hangers for some of his toys. Everyone knows that I am a Southwest Airline fanboy. I have been ever since I relocated to Central Florida. And Southwest fares have always been pretty straightforward. There's three types. There's the want to get away, it's the cheapest, non-refundable. There's the anytime, which is refundable. And then there's the business select, it's refundable. You get the earliest boarding positions and a free drink on board. Most tickets I purchase are anytime. The reason is that, well, they're refundable. When COVID hit, I was sitting on probably five or $600 worth of flights that I already paid for. Southwest had no problem crediting them back to me. Southwest has now released a fourth fare, and this is the Wanna Get Away Plus. And what does this give you? It gives you flight credits that will be transferable to book a ticket for someone else when canceling your itinerary. Doesn't make sense to me. Comes with same day confirmed changes for standby or full flights without paying a difference in fare. Similar to the current elite benefit, which I received. So that could have some value. One third points bonus. So you get eight points per dollar instead of the typical six that you would get with the cheaper fares. Would I ever book a one getaway plus ticket? Doubtful. I mean, the only really enticing piece would be the eight points per dollar. But with my Southwest credit card and my A-plus status, I come pretty close to eight points anyway. But what would make me pull the trigger on a new Southwest fare structure? Believe it or not, assigned seats. Last year, we talked about Viviana Quinez. She was the passenger who broke a Southwest flight attendant's tooth during an altercation over seatbelts. Viviana pleaded guilty, but her sentencing had to be delayed because she was cited for drunk driving less than two weeks after her guilty plea to the Southwest case. Now, Viviana has a classic defense to her DUI. Are you ready for this? She claimed that driving drunk wasn't her fault, which everybody always claims it's never their fault. Instead, she blamed her gastric bypass surgery. I'm really listening now. Her stomach now is smaller, which meant that drinking led to higher than normal blood alcohol concentration. Good luck, Viviana. You got your hands full with this one. 
Boing Boing is going to close out the month with this. Karen on plane refused to wear mask properly, has a fit when the cops come to kick her off the flight. It has been a few months since we've really had a true anti-masker episode, but here we go again. This Karen was on a recent flight complete with a face shield, but no mask to cover her nose. Karen immediately copped an attitude when the flight crew told her that she had to cover her nose. When the plane's captain heard about this, he also copped an attitude and ordered Karen to get off the plane. Karen refused and argued with yet another attendant. The police were called and Karen took her argument up with them. The cops told the woman if she and her family refused to get off the plane, they would have to deboard the entire plane and then charge her with trespassing. To which Karen shrieked, what? The other passengers got involved and told Karen to get off the plane. Karen then stood up and whined that they ruined my family's vacation. Karen and the rest of the family reluctantly collected their luggage and got off the plane, complaining the whole time, saying things like, why are you doing this to me? Well, Karen, I'm here to tell you that you did it to yourself. Like it or not, constitutional or not, you have to wear a mask while you're on the plane. I really do feel sorry for Karen's kids to be subjected to this, and I'm sure this is not the first time that she's thrown a fit or pulled a stunt like this. Hopefully these kids won't need too much therapy as they get later into their years. Well, that's it. That's the March Crazy Travel Roundup. We'll be back in a couple weeks. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. Leave me a message on Anchor. Shoot me an email at travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.